Off the Balls League of Ireland podcast. So we're here in Strabrook with the Cabin TD Director of Football and First Team Manager Pat Devlin and you can see behind us the Michael Locker Davis testimonial taking place here on Sunday. The squads look unbelievable. There should be a great day of football to help Locker's family. He's currently very sick in, in hospital and in the hospice and uh, he's been involved with Pat for years and years and years. All the way, he's been involved in football, Pat, since the 1970s and a great football man who you're, you're here to, to help out on, on Sunday. Yeah, you know, we first met back in, oh my God, it was the late 70s. Um, and... Uh, I was still playing at the time and, and I was playing with TK and he was one of the people who come along and support TK and uh, at that time he wasn't involved. So time moved on and um, it would have been, I suppose, around 1980 I took over in TK and uh, I was approached by a great local uh, player called uh, Eamon Turner who won the Junior Cup with uh, Dunleary Celtic and he said, look, the best of luck with TK and... Uh, if you're looking for anyone to help, you should look at Locker Davis. I said, not a hope. I said, I wouldn't have him near the place. And uh, I went home and, and, and sort of had a good think about it. And I said, look, everybody deserves an opportunity. Went down and um, the love story began. And uh, he's been with me ever since. Yeah, and you know, League of Ireland managers often say, you know, their staff are so important. And people sometimes forget the kit man when they mention the staff. But the kit man isn't just the kit man. He has a relationship with the players. He's maybe a voice or, or you know, a pathway between the manager and the players at times. And you know, he's been a really important person by your side through all these years. And, and most recently with Cabin Tilly, he was he was here at the start of the season until he got sick. Yeah, you know, you're right about the kit men. If, if you look at football worldwide, um, you, you hear a lot about the manager, the head coach, the players, you know, the directors, the chairman, and all that. You don't hear too much about the kit men. Um, and kit men are, are probably the most uh, valuable people in the setup because they keep the players happy, they keep the staff happy, and they make the players look good on behalf for for the fans to to acknowledge that and to see it, it is amazing. And um, Locker was a perfectionist, a thorough professional when it came to gear, and he was an unsung hero. But in fairness to him, in his own right, he was never an unsung hero. He he really was a legend. Uh, I remember going back to the days of Billy Lord in, in, in uh, Shamrock Rovers, who was an absolute legend. Chima McKenna up in, in Drada, people like that. And Locker is up there with, with the best, and he's done a fantastic job. But from a manager's point of view, um, some people would underestimate the, the influence a, a kit man can have on you. Um, for instance, you know, one of the loneliest places to be is uh, after a bad defeat. Um, and, you, you, you know... You, you're very few people you can actually turn to. Even assistant managers, head coaches, chairman are not around for you. But when you have someone like Locker at your side, he's always there, you know, and he'd say, Mum, we'll have a chat. Or he'd ring you the next morning and he'd say, we should have done this or maybe we could have done that. What do you think? And he'd be outspoken and I'd tell him, you know, mind your own business or whatever it may be. But he was always there, always ready to give you a little bit of advice. But not just to me, but if there was an argument in the dressing room, he'd pull one of the players aside and say, no, listen, you behave yourself and do things properly. Otherwise, you'd be shown the gay. And so on and so on. So he had a massive influence in, in the whole makeup of, of any team that I was with in, in the club. And he had a, an awful lot of power. We, we gave him power. He was in charge of the gear. We trusted him and, uh, with everything he'd just done everything that we asked for and even when he did make a mistake we got great mileage out of actually catching him out that he made a mistake he might have forgot a training top or he might have forgot a wrong number or a wrong colour but we always had great fun 
we travelled the length and breadth of, of this country inside and out. We had tours to America, we were tours away in England, we were in tours in, in, in Europe. We were everywhere together, and I have to say, he was a fantastic character, and still is, and please God, he'd be around to see the game on, on Sunday, if that's possible, and God is good to him. But what a great guy, and what a great servant to the League of Ireland football. And, uh, you know, I, I thank you and, and the media and the people who have given us some coverage for him, because, you know, if you look in every other walk of life, whether it be show business, whether it be you know, any other type of sport that, you know, the people rally around when people need it. And in this situation, I hope people do rally around, particularly to be here on Sunday and support uh, this great little festival of football that we're having in Dunleary for one of our people who is based in the community, has lived in the community and is part of the community and is really a funny, funny character and a very loyal person and a good friend. Yeah, and I used a photo on the podcast last week, I just mentioned when this was announced, um, of Locker in his cabin Teeley kit at the start of the season, all the, the squad portraits are taken by Sports File, and you know, he was part of your staff at, at the start of this season, and, and he's now very sick, and you're hopeful to be here on Sunday. How is he now, and, and I know his family are here, and, and you can see the amount of people, and the, amount of, the, the squad list of players that are here to, to come and, and honour him, but how is he? You know, um, John Ryan, um, who you know scored a hat-trick for us in... in uh, the 1990 uh, go final committee to see him with Morris Farrell uh, on Saturday and he, you know he, he was very good and we, we had really fun you know bringing back the memories and talking about several different things and while we were there Wes Charles rang from um, the Caribbean and he, he had a chat and he was in very good form but unfortunately yes, he, he took a little bit of a turn and he wasn't great uh, we're hoping he'd pop up again and, and uh, he's been like that he's been up and down but he's in the hospice now so you know it, it, it's sad and uh, in a way it, it, it's sort of helpful for him because he's at peace there and, and it's a fantastic facility and um, you know it's, it's better for the family as well so you know hopefully you know the, the rest of the week will be spent by going in and seeing him and telling him what's going on and he is aware of what's happening and he's absolutely delighted and he's, it's much appreciated and Pat Lassie, I'm sure he's uh, fully aware of how his team, Cabin Teeley, are doing the season in the first division, fourth in the league, a defeat against Galway at the weekend. And, you know, that cup game against Cork, that went all the way to penalty. Lucky he could make it to the next round. And you've got three league games left. Hopefully you're going to make the playoffs. And I'm sure he'd be very, very happy to, to, to cheer the team on. And it's been a really good season on the pitch for your team. And you're going to hopefully make those playoffs and, and see where it takes you. Well, you know, um, Cabin Teeley is a, a job in, in progress, really. Um, this year has been quite remarkable in many many different ways uh, on the pitch I, I'm absolutely thrilled with everything it doesn't matter whether we make the playoffs and I'll, I'll be brutally honest we'd like to win the league we're not going to win the league I'd like to get runners up so whatever we can aim and however or how we get uh, but the group of people that we've had and including Locker and, and the people around it's just been phenomenal what we've achieved uh, we don't have any budgets as such uh, we don't have any supporters. It's been a struggle, and it's always a struggle. And, uh, you know, people slagged off the pitch to start the season. You look at it now, and it's probably one of the best pitches in the league. Um, but this is Cabin Teeley. This is the way it is. And, and we just have to keep working away and, and trying to make it better, trying to encourage people to come along and make people aware of what we're trying to achieve here. And, and on the pitch, like we played Cork, it was a very silly mistake by a young boy. Two two mistakes, and, and, and we got punished uh, the other night, to be fair, Galway done their homework on us. We never created a chance. It was one of those nights for us. It was just like a hangover from the cup. You can make all the excuses in your world. But we've got three games to go. We've got Cove away, which is going to be an extremely tough game. 
and we've Athlone at home equally found it very difficult against Athlone twice this year already and then of course the most difficult one of all for us is Wexford away so look people think you're on a, a you know they're easy teams <laughs> far from it particularly if you look at our record against them so it, it's all to play for uh, Longford now Bray and ourselves will be running really for the, the, the two spots that's left I think Shells will draw that is, is, is going to be there Bray have a tougher run in but Shells will probably have won the league by then by the time they played them so you know and I'm delighted like if, if we can't uh, win the league I'm absolutely pleased for Shelburne because they're a great club great a great tradition and people have invested in Shelburne this year and they're, they're getting their return and in a way that sends a, me- a message out to other people who are potential investors if, if you want to invest in this league and, and you know you can get the results and you can get up and I, I do hope that Shells get up and I don't mean that any disrespect to Longford or Drada because equally they have people investing in them and what I'm looking for really is for people to invest their time and effort in, 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 in Cabantini but we're making great progress and it's on a slow burner rather than look are we ready for the, the Premier Division no we're not ready you know would we be able for three games a week? No, of a great bunch of players, but they just wouldn't be able for three games a week. So, yeah, there, there is a little bit of a gap and it's getting bigger within the, the League of Ireland itself into the two divisions. But we just have to keep plodding along on it and we are doing remarkable work and we are making remarkable progress. Would I like to see it a bit quicker? Yeah, I would. But, you know, we're not going to break the bank either. And just lastly on that, I was one of those people who hammered the pitch at times. I was here for the game against... Longford possibly maybe a month ago was it Longford I think it was Longford because it was Sean Boyd made his debut I watched the game with Sean Cabin from Shamrock Rovers pitch is fantastic there was a good crowd here that night you know not in the thousands but you know lots of kids and lots of families and I sit on the the bleachers over there on the far side and it's a nice place to watch football what's the next step to try and make more people come to the games because if they do come to the games they'll enjoy them you've got a young team that's playing good football scoring lots of goals you know you've got a very good goalkeeper in Steve McGuinness and you know it's a good team to watch but you just want more people to come and watch them you know I, I think the the biggest problem, if I lose a game on a, on a Friday night, uh, I don't blame anyone else except myself. I, I look at myself first and uh, I look at what I could have done and what I should have done and maybe what I, I, I may have changed. And then I go right through the staff, what their contribution was, um, whether it be the press announcements, whether people were in the wrong place at the wrong time. I'm very you know, meticulous about it. And then I look at the team and uh, I think... If, if Cabinteely are to progress and if Cabinteely are, are to be a force to be reckoned with in, in years to come in the League of Ireland or want the future in the League of Ireland, they look, must look at themselves first. We, we have a club with 2,000 people, uh, with their parents, uh, their parents, and we have 1,000 players roughly. And uh, if they're not going to support what we're doing here, well then, you know, what's the point? Shut the door, pack up and go. But that's where you have to start. And if you start there and they start getting into the habit of supporting the club, their club, and if they do that, if we have six, seven hundred thousand people here every week, wow, we're on the way. We're going to do very, very well. Can we stay in BlackRock forever? No, not if we get to the Premier League. Of course we can't. Can we develop BlackRock with the cooperation of BlackRock? I'm sure we can. We can put in stands. At the moment, we're going to put, they're putting in an all-weather pitch. So the potential is here, but we do need people to get off their backsides and come and support. And I wouldn't blame anyone else in the area. I would genuinely look and, and say that the, the problem is within, and the, the problem is within Cabinteely Football Club, and Cabinteely Football Club must take account of that, and they must do something about it. And the people in that club who are benefiting from uh, football, uh, whatever they want to call it, babysitting, 
making progress in or out social football. They're, it's their responsibility to support the club, and Kevin Teeley in the League of Ireland is part of that club. Great stuff, Pat, as always. Thanks a million. The best luck for the rest of the season and also for this uh, game on Sunday for Locker. Thanks. No problem. Thank you. The best League of Ireland podcast in the business. This is Off the Ball.